This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. All right, let's go to Washington, D.C. now to get the latest on what we're learning in this Mueller report. It came out at 8 o'clock this morning, our time, but it is hundreds and hundreds of pages. So reporters have been uh, going through it, assessing the information. Joining us now is Reggie Cicchini, our Global News Washington Bureau reporter. Hi, Reggie. Good morning. How goes the reading? Uh, well, I'm, you know, it, it's 448 pages and you kind of start skipping all over the place. So I've probably done like 200 pages, just not in any kind of sequential order. Ah, okay. So what have you found interesting in there so far? Well, I mean, a lot of the things that we are reading uh, either on the collusion side of this or on the obstruction side of this are things that, you know, big media outlets had been reporting for the last couple of months, even up towards the last year and a bit that the president kept saying, look, this is fake news. This is all a hoax. This is a witch hunt. None of what uh, the news media is telling you right now is real. And it turns out that a lot of the stuff that we were reporting on and that colleagues were reporting on is actually factual and inside this report right now. So while this totally doesn't vindicate and exonerate the president the way that he thinks he does. Uh, it's not, you know, really all that bad as of right now. And, and this is going to kind of be left in the hands of Congress almost to see what they can do. Right. They're going to get a less redacted version, I understand, uh, coming up uh, probably in the next couple of days. Uh, what I found interesting in there are some of the stories about the U.S. political rallies that were organized by a Russian troll farm. Well, Russia's playing a big part into this uh, into this whole situation right now. Uh, you know, we saw uh, things about collusion where we learned that and we already knew that while well, Russia was kind of interfering in the election and they were, uh, you know, the bots were all up and, and, and these uh, these rallies were taking place and they were hiring people to take part in these th- in these events. We did learn that nobody or at least according to this report that nobody inside the Trump campaign and Trump himself actually had anything to do with this, according to the report. Uh, what it doesn't really lay out is sure they weren't the ones that were kind of organizing all of this, but were they willingly accepting and acknowledging of all of this and just not saying that they were? These are the questions that have kind of been left unanswered. Right. So it's not as kind of free and clear as obviously the other side is making it out to be. Absolutely. The president thinks that he's been fully vindicated and the attorney general as well. When he was making this uh, this kind of uh, preamble to the report that when that he when he spoke earlier this morning, basically laid out the line and said, well, look, I went through all of this information. There's no collusion. There's no obstruction. Uh, the president basically is free and clear to walk along. And we're finding little bits inside of this report that don't really line up with what the attorney general is saying. And in some cases, is completely opposite to what's actually inside that report, which is why it's interesting to know that uh, nobody who actually drafted this report uh, was on stage today to be able to answer anything. Right. Let's talk about the firing of the special counsel, because there was a lot of stories out like a year ago or so that said uh, that the president was trying to find ways to get rid of the special counsel. At the time, he called that fake news not happening. But this report shows that it was happening. Absolutely. It shows it, both the New York Times and the Washington Post were the ones who called this uh, story to the headlines to begin with. And it says uh, that the president had gone to originally his White House counsel, Don McGahn, to be able to uh, try and get him to pull some strings and have Robert Mueller taken off this job. Because as we've learned now, the president was fearful of what Robert Mueller was going to do. We uh, we saw him use an expletive saying that his uh, presidency could potentially end because of this. We know that Don McGahn eventually did not do that. He eventually resigned his position. We also know that the president tried to get the former acting attorney general, Matthew Whitaker, to also play a role into potentially getting uh, the special counsel to back off these investigations. So as the president called this fake news, as he got his base to rally against the media to call us out for for basically concocting lies, it turns out we were the ones who were actually reporting the news all along. I guess my question with that, too, is what was he so afraid of? If if by, by appointing a special counsel that he thought that his presidency was over, what did he know about what was going on? 
Well, that's the big question right now that remains unanswered. If you were not guilty all along, why were you potentially, yeah, why were you potentially trying to obstruct justice? And just because the special counsel chose not to obstruct justice, potentially because of this uh, longstanding policy to not indict a president, doesn't mean that you weren't actually getting in the way of these investigations. And there are a lot of people calling out to the president now for how he used to act in his personal life. He would do things that were kind of contrary to everyday rule and would simply just get away with it. And now that's happening again as he sits in the Oval Office. Right. Something else that was interesting in there that I was reading about was the Hillary Clinton emails. So he put out, he he asked for help in obtaining her emails and he received that help. He did receive that help. Within five hours, we learned that that uh, Russian hackers and, and people with inside a couple of Russian entities actually uh, started uh, kind of doing the groundwork to get these information, uh, to get these emails rather dug up and then hand them over to WikiLeaks. And if you actually go through the president's written answers that he gave to the special counsel, he remembers very little about absolutely anything that was asked of him, except that moment in July of 2016, when he asked Russia to go out and hack those emails, he was able to say everything that happened that day. But remember, he said that he said it sarcastically, and anybody with an objective view would know that. Right. Okay. So there's lots of information that is still in there then, but I'm getting the sense with this, Reggie, that there's a big difference here between what the special counsel viewed as the legal definition of things and what we can perceive or what comes close to it. Absolutely. So the special counsel, you know, their job wasn't to sit there and remove the president. Their job was to sit there and investigate uh, the actions that were surrounding the president's campaign at the time. And that's what they did. What they did was kind of leave a pathway open to let the attorney general make a uh, make a he doesn't like to call it a conclusion, but basically a conclusion as to what the report was. But this doesn't stop in any way lawmakers and Congress in general uh, from being able to advance investigations forward. We know that they're going to ask Robert Mueller to be coming in sometime before the end of May. We know that a number of Democrats, despite the fact that leadership doesn't want them to talk about it, are continuing to talk about impeachment. So this is just going to be another one of those steps for them to climb up, get on top, and potentially push investigations further. This is going to dog the president as he heads into 2020, with Democrats really hoping that this helps their base get them further in the election next year. Wow, so you're saying this isn't done. This is, It almost makes it sound like there's a new chapter beginning here. Well, not only is this not done, I mean, sure, the report is out there, but there's a lot of unanswered questions, but there is a big investigation ongoing in the Eastern District of Virginia and in the Southern District of New York, which uh, the president still plays an active role in uh, as as an unnamed or as a named uh, co-conspirator, unindicted co-conspirator in some of these charges that are uh, that they're investigating right now. So while sure, the federal prosecution is all rested and is all out there right now, state level ones are continuing. And those are the ones that have no pardon uh, policies when it comes to a president. Interesting. All right, Reggie, thank you. We'll let you get back to your reading. Thank you. That is Reggie Cicchini, our Global News Washington Bureau reporter with the update from Washington today. So this report, which, by the way, is available online. You can read the whole thing yourself. There's even a searchable version if you would like to look for certain words and things like that in there.